Hey everyone, my name is Madison. And my name is Rachel. You're listening to Tune Into Nature. So today we're just going to have a little rant discussion um, about the importance of educating children in natural resources because there's been a couple articles released recently that we've just kind of been talking about. um, And so we figured might as well have a little mini episode about it. So for our first rant, that's what we're going to do. Um, the first one was actually in Fort Collins, which is interesting. It was a 12 year old who, um, made an entire like Lego system on the hydrologic. This was such a cool article when you showed it to me. It was like this little kid, he's 12 years old. He took, uh, I think 18 months for him to make this thing. It's eight foot by eight foot Lego model representing the hydrologic cycle and how humans and the environment are kind of influencing and affecting the processes here. So it was really cool to see how the youth is kind of implementing all of the knowledge that their parents give them schools and putting it towards real life. It's really making a a strong impact on a lot of people. It actually made the news. Yeah. And it definitely hits close to home too, because this was a 12 year old boy from Fort Collins. So that was really interesting. Um, And then the other one, which actually I think was from like two days ago. So the one from uh, the Fort Collins boy was like two weeks ago. And the other this one was from two days ago. But it was about um, two girls in California who were five and eight, I believe. Yeah, five and eight. And they got lost outside in the woods um, in Northern California. And they survived on their own for 44 hours. So like two days, essentially. um, And like eight and five. That's just kind of crazy to me. And it, the reason they were able to survive, like according to the article was based on their uh, wilderness survival training that they got in 4-H. So I think it just, you know, it just really emphasizes the importance of educating children about natural resources, one for their, you know, importance of survival. And so they can know about the world around them, but also that they can have a passion in natural resources like the boy that we saw from Fort Collins. Yeah. And I think a lot of this comes from just the privilege of growing up and being able to be exposed to natural resources. And it's such an important topic. And it's really moving when you see a lot of young people who get to have these experiences in their youth exposed to nature, natural resources, and all of these magnificent things, all the issues that we're facing today. Yeah, definitely. Just especially coming from like a personal experience, like my passion in natural resources comes from the way that I was raised. Like we went camping for our family vacations instead of like going to the Bahamas or like whatever. And I grew up on a lot of property on the water, in the woods, digging around in the dirt, looking for salamanders and things like that. So I think it's just the importance of having that experience when you're growing up really it really solidifies the importance in your mind, like how how we rely on natural resources, why it's so important to us. Like if I grew up in the city, I don't think I'd have the same outlook until I came to CSU and started studying these topics because I, I knew I wanted to go into Warner College because of the way I was raised. I was able to go into the mountains. I grew up on the Front Range. I had a hiking spot that was 10 minutes from my house. Like in high school, I'd go there every weekend and just hike and I absolutely loved it. I love the pristineness and the the just quiet nature away from the hustle and bustle of my small town. Yeah. And we see that a lot in Warner students that like they grew up digging in the dirt, things like that, interested in nature. And so I think experiential learning, even for those, you know, kids who aren't as privileged to have that around them, who do grow up in cities and things like that, I still think it's important to get 
in public schools, field trips to national and state parks. I mean, those are resources that are readily available. And if you get the youth and students out in nature, you know, past elementary school, because, you know, you'll go to the zoo or whatever in elementary school and that's all fun. But then once you get into middle school and high school, you stop taking those really cool field trips and things like that. And I think even in higher level biology classes in high school and ecology classes and things like that, I feel like, I mean, even myself, I could have benefited from taking real field trips to state and national parks and things like that. So I could get that knowledge from a source other than a textbook. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but being outside can actually be good for your mental health. There was there was a paper that I read once upon a time. I don't remember the name of the paper or where I found it. I need to find it and cite it. But it was really fascinating how it kind of went into the psycho- psychology of being in nature, how it, it for some people, it actually improves your mental health a little bit. And for me personally, I can validate that. I love being outside whenever I'm you know, in Fort Collins, stuck in traffic, I always need to take a break and just be outside for a little bit away from people. Yeah. Obviously, that doesn't apply to everyone on this planet, but for some people, it definitely is a very, it's it's part of my life. I need to be outside. And part of that is probably how I was raised, but it's so important to spread an awareness of like, hey, if you go do this, you might feel good. I completely agree. Whenever I'm like stressed or something, I'm like, okay, I just need to take a hike. Literally, like take a hike. I need to go hiking, go to horse tooth, something like that. I think another thing to think about is how, especially the state of our like natural resources right now, like it definitely needs to be better and to have the next generation of like, you know, conservationists and concerned natural resources people. Um, We need to have like a just a dialogue that we need to protect natural resources, not out of fear, but out of love. And in order to kind of create that mindset, it starts young, you know. It does. Yeah. One of the things that I've really, I guess one of the things that I'm really optimistic about for our future is that we are like improving our sustainability practices. Everything's improving, especially in countries like the USA, like we're making a lot of progress, but that progress isn't going to continue unless we educate the youth on how to progress these problems and ish- and take a- take initiative on the problems that are still remaining. Yeah. So whether that be renewable energy or clean water, all of the above, it's important to educate our youth so that we have policymakers in the future. Like this is our future generation we're talking about. I mean, we're not going to be here forever. Yeah. We're still young, but we still need to educate the youth. Mm -hmm. And if they aren't interested, I mean, we're not going to have, you know, people coming to CSU and coming to Warner studying natural resources. And then we're not going to have that protection continue just because there's not going to be as much of an interest in it. And I think that's kind of something that we're I mean, I don't know if we're realizing that yet, but urbanization is just like spreading. And if we don't get that experiential learning in public schools, in cities and even in rural areas too. I mean, I came from a very small high school and there was a lot of farms around, but not a lot of natural areas. So I think it's just making that point to get outside for your classes because you can't learn and you can't grow that passion from a textbook. And that's just the reality of it. I mean, even in our classes now, like we, the real topics you can't learn in a textbook, you have to take field trips and you have to go do those outside classes and labs and things like that. Yeah. Speaking of those classes, I'm taking a really cool class right now called Sustainable Cities. 
But it's really hard to kind of get that perspective on what a sustainable city is if you haven't been to a city that's practicing these these things. Like I am, I haven't really been to very many big cities in my life. I've never been drawn to them per se. So studying this, I need to be able to go hands on. I'm. I think I'm going to plan a trip to see a big city because it's really sparked my interest. This class has, and really seeing how different cities in different areas of the world are educating people on how they can have sustainable cities basically. And it's, it's interesting to see like growing up in the middle of a city, like a big city, like New York or something, how are children educated on natural resources if they are at all in some areas? Mm -hmm. So that's something that's really interesting to look into. Yeah. And I feel like that would also be like an, like a cool elective or something that you could take or something i don't know um for those students that are growing up in very urbanized areas like how to be sustainable within a city instead of going to the mountains like how to see it in your own kind of area that you're used to so yeah. like how can you practice sustainability not necessarily in the mountains but in your hometown exactly yeah cuz like i mean the only cities that i've been to are denver baltimore and New York and I don't know, but they don't they're not the most sustainability focused cities, whereas like Fort Collins, that's something that we can like that we see just in our own town that we go to college in. Yeah. And in in areas like Colorado, it's easy to educate on natural resources because, I mean, the mountains are in our backyard. Yeah. You, they're always on other, the horizon. Yeah. But in other places, it's not so easy to find a completely natural area that's a little bit exciting. I mean, if you go to the Midwest and you go and look at all the corn, it's not really that exciting. And it's it's probably hard to get children excited about it. Yeah. And even on the East Coast, like there's no public lands like that's not a thing. Like there's like there was a state park near where I grew up, but like it wasn't big at all. It was just like a little area. It had um, like a boat ramp and some water and some trees, but nothing, you know, acres and acres and acres and millions of acres of natural area like there are in Fort Collins. And I think it's just public lands like there are in Colorado. And I think it makes it a lot easier to have that passion for natural resources when you're surrounded by natural resources. So I, so I really think we should push the focus on like environmental education and even biological sciences towards more experiential learning in public schools, because then everybody has equal access and equal opportunity to have that passion and have that interest in natural resources, no matter where you're coming from. So yeah, it's really important to spread the, the love for natural resources wherever you are, whether it be a small town in the middle of nowhere in Iowa or something or Kansas. <laughs> exactly. And even in places like Colorado, where children are able to grow up right next to the mountains like I did, it's important to just be aware and educate our youth about natural resources, because no matter where you are, it's important. Mm -hmm. And I think if you tie it into regular public school education, it'll just kind of have, it'll always be in the back of their minds later in life. And when they're maybe don't know what they're interested in college, be like, Hey, I remember when I was in fourth grade and learned about wetlands. Cause that was personally, like that was my first like school experience of learning about natural resources. But I think it's just important to integrate it into everyday education for children. And then it can come back and be important later in life. 
So tying back to where we started with this little spiel, it's really touching to see kids getting involved in natural resources and finding out that children are passionate about the issues that we face today and that it's it's known across the youth, at least in Fort Collins, that these these issues, including water and air quality, are very important. And it's it's very touching to see little kids getting excited about this. Yeah. And it's all just kind of rooted in the way that they were raised and how they like what they experienced when they were growing up. Cause even with the girls in California, like their 4-H group tied it in. That's all we have for this little rant, our first rant for Tune Into Nature. And you can tune in next time. Yeah. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, feedback, if you want to be interviewed for one of our podcasts, please email WCNR underscore recruitment at mail.colostate.edu. Thanks again for joining us today and we will see you next time.